0: Welcome back to See the Darkness. This is Fabian L. Miller. I'm here with CJ Jones. And we're going to talk about some things. Cheryl, like we normally do. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know that things have been going very well for you and very busy for you and for me also. Right. And we didn't meet last week because of some busy stuff, but we're back. Right. We're That's back. Right. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, we both were listening to an older, you know, of course, Charles Capps went on to be with the Lord in like what, 2000, 2013? 2013. Okay, I kept thinking it was 15, but I thought, no, that's not right. It was earlier than that. 13. So right. he's been gone 10 years. But yeah. his, for those people who are not familiar with Charles Capps, I urge you to go on YouTube and look up Charles Caps and watch his videos because the word that he gives is timeless. And even though he's been gone from this earth 10 years, he is still very, very, it's very pertinent to what we're dealing with today. Mm -hmm. And he has a way of saying things that nobody else says it the way he says it.
1: That's right. I mean, he just, he got a, he's, he's had, he had a revelation from the Lord, you know, about the word of God a long time ago. And, um, it really became, uh, what's the word? It became not just revelation, but just life. And he spoke it every single day, you know? So I, I love to watch his videos. And, you know, there's, I learn something new every single time that I watch him. Even if it's the same and video and I've seen it over and over, I still learn something new.
0: That's because the word is living. And it does, it does will do that it will continue to to feed you even if you've watched it before and the one I sent you the link for Mm -hmm. um you thought and I thought multiple times because I it was just feeding my spirit and I just really needed to even though I know this stuff and I've known this stuff and I've been walking in it for decades of course I'm only 21 so it's only two yet two decades but anyway um even though I've been walking in for decades, it's still timeless. It still works the same way. And the, the right. more I do, the more I live this way, the easier it becomes. If it's become a lifestyle for me. It's no longer just something that I have to work so hard at. Because in the very beginning, you have to work really hard at watching your words, speaking only the word of God keeping, you know, keep keep his word in your mouth and all that. That's really hard at first because you're not taught that way. Right. But boy, when you learn it, mm-hmm. it changes everything.
1: Oh, absolutely. Everything. And then you don't ever, you don't ever want to go back and you just, you, you're very careful about what you say because you know that that, those words have power.
0: Correct. Yeah. Correct. And you, you learn very quickly, sometimes the hard way, like I did. Um, if you don't want it, don't say it, not even once. Right. So we're, we are headed into some very dramatic times on this earth. Mm-hmm. Neither one of us can, I, I wouldn't give dates, even if I knew them, because dates tend to, to prove make it look like you didn't know what you're talking about. Yeah, but there are some really dramatic things coming on this earth, and every prophecy I've been listening to from Julie, especially, the Lord keeps bringing up the Book of Exodus, and what happened in the Book of Exodus when when the the Hebrews were there for four hundred years as slaves and then left Egypt. Right, and He keeps saying in these prophecies, "You thought the Red Sea was something." what you're about to see makes the Red Sea look like nothing is basically, that's me paraphrasing what he's been saying in a lot of these prophecies. Yeah. And as big as the Red Sea was to have, you know, for those who don't remember, I encourage you to go back and read the book of Exodus, but when the the Egyptians chased the, the slaves, they decided they wanted the Hebrew slaves to come back and be slaves again, and they chased them down. The Red Sea parted and they uh, and most fled them across the Red Sea on dry land. Uh-huh. And as soon as the the uh, Egyptian soldiers entered into the Red Sea, it came it came crashing down on top of them. All right. Now, that's pretty dramatic. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. I remember watching When I was a kid, I remember watching the the movie The Ten Commandments, and they did a really good job of making that, especially with special effects not being that great in those days. They did a really good job of making, of seeing seeing the parting, the Red Sea, and the water come crashing back down. Yeah. And I remember, I was a child, I was probably 10 or so when I saw it, but I still remember that scene very, that's the only scene I remember out of that movie. Wow. Because it was so. Profound is water just come, you know, spread with walls, you know, stories high on either side of the um, at, of the Hebrews as they went through the the dry, the dry part of the Red Sea with the walls of water on both sides, and yeah. then when the when the Egyptians decide to follow them, all that water came crashing down. Right. So, go ahead. Oh, like you're gonna no 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 that's what, <laughs> I've got
1: nothing <laughs>
0: okay um, so um, as you know just I want to touch a couple real quickly a couple places in Exodus because okay. when as we went through as they went through the, 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 the plagues that happened in Exodus, um, starting in Exodus 8, it said, uh, Exodus 8, verse 22, it said, "And I will sever in that day the land of Goshen, in which my people dwell, that no swarms of flies shall be there, to the end that you may know that I am the Lord in the midst of the earth." So they had flies in Egypt, and no flies in Goshen, mm-hmm. right? Right. And then Exodus 8, or excuse me, Exodus 9:26, only in the land of Goshen where the children of Israel were, was there no hail. So they, they, the flies bypassed them, the, um, the hail bypassed them. And um, Joshua, and I won't I won't go to God, Joshua. So those are two parts. And then when the one that I remembered, I didn't, it's not listed in this when I was looking for this. Maybe you can find it the, the, where it is in, in Exodus where it was dark for three days. So dark, I mean, people cannot see their own hand in front of their face. But there was light in the land of Goshen. Goshen was the only place that didn't, that had light for those three days. Yeah. And when the angel of death came, they were told to put the blood of the lamb on the doorpost, which they did. And when they did that, the death angel passed them by. Wow. So Goshen was, was protected all the way through this, through that, those plagues, Goshen was protected because that's where, um, that's where the, the Hebrew people lived. I
1: think and that's
0: in Exodus. Exodus, so fast. Exodus ten. I think twenty one and twenty three. Oh, thank you. Okay. Um, yes, it is Exodus ten, verses twenty two and twenty three. So, and Moses stretched forth his hand toward uh, heaven, and there was a thick darkness in all the land of Egypt three days, and saw not one another, neither rose. Any from their his place for three days, but all the children of Israel have light in their dwellings. So this goes right along with, um, with Psalm ninety-one. You know, Psalm ninety-one is it? The Lord is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him will I re- rely. on Him do I confidently trust. That's out of the Amplified Classic. But it says in there, a thousand will fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you. That's what we're about to see for those people who know how to build a fortress.
1: You know,
0: when I was a a kid, I really was um, very, very enthralled with Aladdin and the whole, that whole thing of, you know, the the tents and Aladdin and the magic lamp and all that. I, I wasn't born again at that point. I was very enthralled with that. And I remember building, I, I would take my mother, my mother had scarves, you know, the, in, the, in the days when everybody had, or a lot of people had um, uh, convertibles. The women would wear scarves on their head to keep their hair from getting all knotted up when the wind would blow because the, <laughs> the top was down. Well, we didn't have a convertible, but my mother got really into scarves. And so I would go in, I was about four and a half, five. And I remember going into her drawer, I'd get permission to go in her drawer and get her scarves. And then I would build me a tent under the kitchen table. <laughs> and I would put the scarves over the table so that it they would drape over and no one could see me because the scarves were covering underneath. You know, as far as I was concerned, no one could, you know, it's five. What did I know? <laughs> <laughs> but but that was a, that I think about that, and I think you know, we're in a place where a thousand will fall at our side and 10,000 our right hand, but it won't come near us. That's right. Read that Exodus ten, twenty-two, 22 and 23 in yours, please.
1: Okay. Um, it says, So Moses lifted his hand to the sky, and a deep darkness covered the entire land of Egypt for three days. During all that time, the people could not see each other and no one moved, but there was light as usual where the people of Israel lived.
0: I like that light as usual. So they went about their business like they normally would. Uh huh. Not being totally unaffected by the fact that it was so dark the people couldn't even move from their place. Right. And Psalm 91, um, I love Psalm 91. I prayed over people I pray over every day. But Psalm 91 says, um, He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God and Him will I trust. Surely He will deliver you from the snare of the valor and from the noise and pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings shall you trust his truth shall be your shield and buckler. Verse um, 7, skipping down to verse 7. A thousand shall fall at your side, and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes will you behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord, your, which is your refuge, even the most high your habitation, There shall no evil befall you, neither shall any plague come near your dwelling. That's pretty intense. Amen. Read it in yours. I'm curious. Starting at which? Starting at verse 10. Or excuse me, 7 to 10. 7 to
1: 10? Okay. Mm It says, Though a thousand fall at your side, though 10,000 are dying around you, these evils will not touch you. Just get punished. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the Most High your shelter, no evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your home.
0: And when we were listening to Charles Caps, both of us were listening to the same episode this week. Mm-hmm. He was talking about and we talked about this before don't say what are we going to do what when all this stuff hits the natural because it's going to very shortly right don't say what are we going to do how are we going to do this how is it going to happen where, where are we going to get the money where are we going to get the food where are we going to don't say that we talked about that before in Matthew 6 where it says take no thought saying, when you say it, you're taking the thought. Well, he brought up a point that I hadn't ever really addressed because we've talked about uh, therefore no take no no thought saying, that's Matthew 6.31. Therefore take no thought saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or wherewithal shall we be clothed? He said, your faith ends with the question mark. The moment you question, how is this going to work? That's where your faith ends. That's a good point. The people that lived in Goshen, would they could they have imagined that they would not have the flies or the hail or the darkness or any of the other plagues that occurred? No. Because Goshen was right there where all this was happening. Yes, it was a little removed, but not by much. In the natural, when all that hail came, it should have come on them. Yeah. In the natural, when all the flies came, it they should have come on them. When -hmm. all the frogs came, same thing. Right. But none of it touched them. Amen. When you're a tither, the Lord showed me this years ago. I, I started tithing and I wasn't. I, I was. I had to at one point run a test with my mate because my mate didn't want to tie than I did. So I said, "Let's let's prove it." And it was proven. And in, in the time we had a time frame going on, I said, "We're gonna work. We're, we're gonna tie for this amount of time." And in that amount of time, nothing broke down. There was no no you know loss of any kind financially or any other way the moment we stopped tithing because then it was okay well that, that that could have happened anyway i mean the moment we stopped tithing all of it all hell broke loose right a tither is covenant connected amen and god takes it very seriously a, a person who is a tither and knows how to walk in the word and keep their words aligned with the word of god they have built a fortress against the enemy and as long as their lips don't don't utter, what are we going to do? What are we going to eat? What are we going to wear? Where are we going? How's it going to work? As long as their lips don't utter that, there's no place for the enemy to work. Build a fortress. Do it now. <laughs> That's right now is late but it's not too late not yet not yet when you when all hell breaks loose literally and people are having all kinds of problems and there's no solutions, that's not the time to build the fortress
1: because that's you'll right.
0: be too busy with the little cup trying to get the get the the water outside of your boat <laughs> that is not the time to do it the time to do it is now that's right the way you build that fortress is you start if you haven't been doing it I'm ta- talking to you sure because I know you do I'm talking to people that are listening if you have not done it start op- open Psalm 91 and pray it over yourself every single day that's right Use, use uh, Isaiah 54, 17. No weapon formed against me will prosper. I've started saying, and I, this is recent, because I had never thought of it that, saying it that way. But recently, when I meditate, I say, no weapon, spirit, soul, body, financially, socially, or intellectually can prosper against me. There's six areas of redemption, and I name all six. It doesn't matter what the weapon is. It cannot prosper. God said so. Amen. I like that. It's a good plan. It is a good plan. God gave us a good plan, he, but we have to activate it. I can't wait for Sally Sue down, down the block to do it for me. Sally Sue has her own, her own boat and her own family and her own stuff she needs to deal with. We talked about that last week. If any of you are troubled, let him pray. It's not about letting it's not you can ask somebody to agree with you, but you better do the praying. And not wait for somebody else to do it for you because this world does not know what's going on. This world does not a lot of people don't have a clue about what is about to happen. That's but we right. have a and just in the natural, we have a lot of very wealthy men that have been been doing things financially that tell me they know something's coming. Definitely. They have been making moves very recently that tell you that they know something's coming. Yeah, That's right. And maybe you're not that wealthy person yet. But God is able to protect what you have. Now is the time to, to lean on those scriptures. Now is the time. If the Lord tells you, you know, give Sally Sue $5, go give Sally Sue $5. Don't question it. Amen. The Lord tells you, sow a seed do a certain ministry or a certain church or a certain um, charity. Don't hesitate. Do it. That's right. He's setting you up so that when everything falls apart, the spiritual laws that you have put in place because you agreed with God will be there to support you. Amen. Now we can choose which spiritual laws are there that are going to go into action based on what we've said and done. Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't want this, I don't I don't want the the spiritual law of a full and as many are soon parted. I don't want that to be my my <laughs> um outcome. I want what, what I've spoken that fortress I've built with my words right to be what what keeps me. And the pressure is is intense. The pressure is real. Oh goodness. Even for someone like me who's walked in this for decades, the pressure is there. That's right. But I don't, I refuse to take part in it. Goshen was right there. Goshen didn't take part in it. We
1: need to be Goshen.
0: Uh huh. I live in the land of Goshen 24 7. That's right. Not geographically, spiritually. I dwell in the secret place of the most high. And I, I heard this years ago and I never forgot it because I was questioning, how do I, how do I dwell in the secret place of the most high? What, what can I do to sustain that dwelling in the secret place? And I heard a teaching and I don't remember who it was that, that was doing the teaching, but they said, uh-huh. when you stay in the law of love, your dwelling in the secret place. Mm-hmm. Wow. Because love never fails. That's right. And how many months has it been now? The Lord's been really on both of us, not to criticize, condemn, or accuse, not to get in strife, not to get in contention. How long has that been going on? I I don't even know. It's more. It's years. It's not just months. But it's but in very intense over the last several months. Yeah, very.
1: In, yeah, at least at least the last six at least the last minimum.
0: Six, minimum, yeah. I'm I'm thinking like six to eight minimum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very intense. I mean, to the point where I'm in the middle of getting ready to say something, and I, I say, "Forgive me, Lord. I shouldn't have said that. I right. I don't want to say that. I refuse to say that." Before it comes yeah, my mouth.
1: That just happened to me this morning.
0: <laughs> uh huh. Because he's, he's, you've given him permission to interrupt your thinking and, and correct you, That's which right. is what I've done. It's not you don't have to. Nobody has to do this on their own. All they have to do is say, "Holy Spirit, you know what? You know this has been a weakness for me. Quicken me before I do this. Quicken me before I say this. Mm-hmm. Quicken me with if my thinking is going in the wrong direction. Quicken me and correct me. I'm open to correction." yeah once you give him permission he's a a gentleman he will never force himself on anyone but once you give him permission he will faithfully correct you as as you go amen he will faithfully and he never says hey cheryl you know i've corrected you about this 15 times now (laughs) this is enough you need to get it get your fly right and get your act together he never Uh, does that that's right Your friends might, your family might, but he won't. Mm, And every one of us has opportunity. Yeah, every one of us has opportunity to get in strife, get in contention, be rude, be obnoxious, be selfish. We Mm -hmm. all have opportunities. We do. But we can pass them by.
1: We can, and I think that comes with the, you know, crucifying of the flesh as well.
0: Mm-hmm. You know?
1: Which but, isn't uh, but, always the easiest thing, you know. When you get in the flesh, you know, sometimes it just it feels good, you know, and for that's the a, moment, for the moment, yeah. and that's a horrible way to feel, or you know, but.
0: But do you, you know, know why what, it feels gratifying it, 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 for that moment. Happens. Why. Because you've got evil spirits egging you on. Yeah. And then once you do give into that, or I give into that, then the spirit of condemnation comes and says, you you knew better. Yeah. (laughs) The very thing that you're enticed to do is the very thing he comes back and condemns you. for. Right. And who is the one that enticed you? He did. And who's the one that condemns you? He does. Uh Uh-huh. He plays both and, both and against the middle. Yep. And I finally decided it's not worth that momentary gratification because of what he does after the fact. Right. It's not worth it. It's not worth it.
1: That's right. I mean That's that happened. That out. also happened to me recently. You know where I I knew better and I said it anyway or I did it anyway, and I knew not to do that because it was a trigger for someone else. And mm. after the fact, I just oh, the condemnation lasted all day, and I'm like that was just feeling so bad about what I said. But I I did apologize, you know. But still, the, the enemy doesn't let up, you know. He doesn't is let that you you know, right. Thing, with God,
0: right? You make a right with God. But one of the things that has helped me in that situation because he knows that condemned heart does not receive. Mm-hmm. You know that's why he's that's why the condemnation comes on so heavy and strong. Yeah. If You go to First John three, I think it is. Maybe First John two. that talks about a heart that is, that con- is condemning, heart a condemned heart. And know it's First John. Oh, here it is. Yeah, First John 3. For if our heart, verse 20, for if our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart and knows all things. Beloved, if our heart condemns us not, then have we confidence towards God and whatsoever we ask or receive of him, because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. So the reason the condemnation comes is to try to get you to not be able to receive from God. Yeah. Well, one of the things that I've learned recently that really, and I'm talking recently, that really helped me is to say, I forgive myself. And that stops the condemnation because he's trying to make the condemnation sound like it's you condemning you. Right. When it's really not you condemning you. It's really him condemning you. Mm -hmm. But I had something that I just, it was just a mistake. It wasn't even, it wasn't even something wrong. It was just a mistake. I forgot. I forgot where I live. I have concierge garbage trash pickup and I forgot to close the bag when I left the the garbage out last night I was in a hurry and distracted and I put the put the container out but I forgot to close the bag and it didn't get picked up and I thought well that was really that was a dumb thing to do I should have paid more attention well that condemnation my back. I finally said okay I forgive myself I made a mistake right. I picked the garbage out myself this morning when I realized what I'd done it wasn't until I woke up I was just woke up and I went wait a minute I don't think I closed that bag right and then I went and looked, and sure enough, I had not closed the bag, and it was still there. Well, I understand why it wasn't picked up. It wasn't anybody's fault but my own. Mm-hmm. But see how little that was. Did that hurt anybody? No, except right. me. I had to make an extra trip to the garbage. Yeah, yeah. That's the only one that hurt. But he he was condemning me, condemn, condemned, condemned, condemned. That was done. That was done. That was done. Finally, right. went, okay, I forgive myself. Because if your heart condemns you, you can't receive. And he knows that. He doesn't want you to receive from God. Uh God forbid that you receive from God and somebody see that the word of God works. And they look at you and go, Cheryl, how did that happen? And you say, God did it.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: He doesn't want that. Right. He doesn't want anybody to know the word of God works and too many people are not taught that this is spiritual law. I was talking to somebody with our instant messaging system earlier this week and they told me they've been listening to my some of the teachings on the YouTube channel. And they said I've been learning so much I really like the ones on prayer. I've been listening to that and I'm really I feel like I've learned a lot. And I said, well, you know, praise the Lord. But I said, you don't you don't have to feel like they said something that they they thought they were praying wrong, and I said, no, this is praying the word is getting your is how to get your prayers answered, but praying in the name of Jesus is what you're supposed to do, and they thought they were doing it wrong by, by not praying by praying your Jesus. I said, no, you pray in the name of Jesus. That's how you get your he's your covenant connection. And she went, oh, okay. <laughs> but I'm keeping in that I was yeah. reminded in that little exchange. It was a very little exchange, but I realized in that little exchange, Brian tells me this a lot, and I, then I kind of forget and I think, well, everybody knows this, and he keeps telling me, no, everybody doesn't know this, mom. And that was my example today, or yes, and today, yesterday, was yesterday was my example that yeah, people don't know this, right. I think to myself, what has the church been teaching these people? Nothing. Apparently, apparently, it's very, very disappointing. I'm very, you know, disappointed with people that are supposed to be—they're responsible for this. And how can you prepare people for, for the ministry to do what they're called to do in this world, especially in those last days when things are, are coming to, culminating to a point, to an end? How can, you, how can you teach people to do the right thing if you don't tell them what to do? Right.
1: People
0: don't know. And I find myself just I'm flabbergasted, I'm just flabbergasted. I've had several th- go ahead
1: no I was just gonna I was just gonna say that you know i I've, I've found that you know recently I'll hear people say certain things or they're talking about certain things, and I'm thinking, you know well if you if you knew how to take authority over that, you wouldn't have this problem. Right. Or if you knew how to, you know, pray the word of God, that wouldn't be an issue for you, you know. So I'm I'm in the same boat to where I'm like, why aren't they, why don't they know this? But then I have to remember, I, I re- realize that, you know, it's, it, they're not being taught that because I, I come across a lot of pastors that I will listen to their stuff and I'll listen and I'll listen and I'll listen. And I'm like, where's the power in what you're, what you're preaching to these people? You're not, t- you're not giving them. The tools that they need to defeat the enemy and here they are you know how many people are sitting in their congregations you know living in bondage to the enemy
0: you know Mm -hmm. how many are sitting
1: there
0: having children they can't they can't they don't know what to do with or or parents they don't know what to do with i mean they've got all these problems and there's no solution right And like I've, I've said many times, I'm all about results. Exactly. Yeah, you know, we hear that. We hear that, and I know you've heard it too. We hear the example of if you're on the road to Kansas City and you're on that same road for 20 years and you still haven't got there, maybe you're on the wrong road. Well, duh. But it's not <laughs> just about driving driving to Kansas City. It's about if you're if you're still dealing with the same problem you've been dealing with for 10, 15 years, even two years, the same rebellious behavior with your kids or the same husband that doesn't want to stay at home and and do what he needs to do there are solutions to that they're in the word of God right and I don't understand I don't understand how I don't understand how you can you can But I I guess what it boils down to is, people have not been taught to take it seriously. I think.
1: Go ahead. No, I was just saying. I I think that they're not really taught that heaven is real, that hell is real, that you're going to go to one or the other. So they're not really, they don't take it seriously because it's taught as more of a, of a story.
0: Yeah. Yeah. An allegory to to, to give you this, this sense of, you know, good and bad. To make
1: you feel better at, you know, for your circumstances or whatever, you know, it's just, I don't know. It grieves me. It grieves my spirit.
0: Yeah, it does me too. And and the thing of it is, is that, you know that, that same person I was having a discussion with about talking about she list my YouTube channel. I said, you do realize that the Bible is a book of spiritual laws, and when you it's not only your covenant, but it's also spirit, showing you how the spiritual laws work, so that you if you follow it. Follow you find a, a law a spiritual law and work it the way the Bible says work it you'll get the results the Bible says you'll get. And she says, "Yeah, that's something I've learned from listening to your videos. Is looking at as this is a book of spiritual law."
1: Well, we've talked about it for a long time. It's it's an instruction manual. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just stories it's, that you read, but it's it's giving you instructions on how to.
0: Handle kind different of, situations. Yes. And that's and that was a revelation to her. And that's something she got out of listening to the YouTube channel. She said, Yeah, I just i now I understand that. But there's so many people that read it and and they just read it like you said, like a, like it's a storybook. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, when I didn't know any better, when I first started reading the Bible and found out that Matthew, Mark, Luke, all told the same stories. Over, I mean, I was reading, I would read it in Matthew and then I would read it in Mark and then I would read it in Luke. I'm like, I've heard this story before. <laughs> and it wasn't until I spent time really looking at each story and breaking it down that I realized, yes, they're telling the same story, but they're telling it from different perspectives. Right. And not, and none, none of those three versions of the same story are exactly the same. Right. No two are two are alike. They're all three different because they're all three from di- different perspectives. Uh-huh. When I realized that, then it made me go, oh, wait a minute, this is not, this is not just a repetitious storytelling, you know, where you have say an old great grandpa telling the same story every time they sit th- you sit down to dinner at Thanksgiving and you've heard the same story for 20 years. It's not that. It's the story being told by great-grandpa. And then great-grandma says, no, I remember it this way. And then your uncle says, no, I remember it this way. All right. Same story. Mm-hmm. But it sounds different because the uncle, when great-grandma and great-grandpa had this story happen, the uncle was a little kid. Yeah. And they saw it from a kid's perspective. All right. That these yeah. things, every one of these things can be applied absolutely
1: I think that's what some people don't understand is that you can you have to apply the word you know mm-hmm. it's life application and mm-hmm. if the enemy can keep you from understanding that which he has, he's done many times to many people. You know, they don't understand how to apply the word of God Mm-mm. to their circumstances. And that's why they never get victory in in whatever situation that they're dealing with. And that's partly what, what God has um, given you to do is to help people understand that. Mm-hmm. How to apply it to your situation. How to gain mm-hmm. victory over, over the enemy. So
0: once I understood that I could take any scripture and personalize it uh-huh. and pray it instead of, oh God, what are we gonna do? Right. I could actually pray the, take the word and go, or you know, oh God, I'm dealing with this person at work and I don't, you know, they're really mean to me. That's how I that's how I originally started praying until I realized the word of God. And then I was like, wait a minute. Father, you said no weapon formed against me would prosper. Mm-hmm. And I know you you know the situation I've been dealing with at work, but you said no weapon formed against me would prosper. Right. And you also said in Psalm 512 that you surround me with your favors with a shield. So, Father, I'm asking that that favor that you surround me with affect my relationship with this person that I'm having trouble with. That's right, and you and you said those who bless me will be blessed, and those who curse me will be cursed. And I thank you, Lord, that your blessing is on that person because they are blessing me. Amen. Changes everything. And you know what's interesting? The Lord quickened me to this as I was using that as an example. The Lord quickened me to this. There are certain people when when someone calls and where I work, if someone calls internally, you can see their name on the caller ID. You see their extension and their name. Mm -hmm. And there are certain people that I see their name quite a bit because there's because I'm I'm in the specialized um, department, they have to send things, have to send calls to me to for me to do what I do. And I I see their name on the caller ID, and then maybe maybe they go on vacation or something. I don't see their name for a while, and then their name pops up again. And so today, I had someone that I see her name a lot, and I said, "Hey, so and so, you always send calls to me. Now it's my turn. This is Vivian, and I'm calling from this department. And this is what this is what I'm sending you. This because this is not something I do. This is what you do. And." She says, she's oh, she says, yeah, I'm I'm familiar with you because I see your name. Because when she calls me, she gets that she hates, sees my name too, right? Mm-hmm. So she says, she says, okay, yeah. She says, I'll take the call. And I said, knowing how the day goes, some point in the day you're gonna send somebody over to me, but I guess it's turnabouts fair play. And we both laughed. I have never met this person. And later in the day, because and I knew what happened because I said it. Later in the day, she did bring someone over to me. She says, now it's my turn. (laughs) Now, these are people I've never met. I don't even know what they look like. And I had two of them like that today. And we were joking back and forth with each other. And we've never met. Yeah. Because that relationship was built. Because of the prayers that I pray over, I pray over everybody that works there, whether I know them or not. Mm-hmm. And God surrounds me with his favors, with a shield. And I pray every day, I say, thank you, Lord, that your favor surrounds me as a shield. And your favor goes from me to other people and from them to me, people who don't even know me bend over backwards doing things for me just because of your favor. Your favor changes rules, regulations, policies, and even laws on my behalf. Thank you, for, Father, for your favor. I do that every day. Amen. And now I have people that don't, I don't even know and we're joking back and forth. I had another one that I hadn't heard from in a while. I said, I haven't heard from you in forever. She, go, she goes, it's me, it's so-and-so. And I said, yeah, I, I saw your name on the follower ID. I said, I haven't heard from you in quite a while. I'm glad that I finally got a chance to talk to you. But, and she's just transferring somebody over. But isn't it amazing how God will work Amen. Now, if my words were, everybody I work with is horrible to work with, and it's so hard to work with these people, and blah, 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 I would have exactly what I say. Yes. Because, because we have what we say. But I have been busy building a fortress. I'm going on six years there, and I have been building a fortress. the entire time I've been there. Right. And I speak promotion over myself. Psalm 75, 6 and 7 says promotion comes from the Lord. It doesn't come from me. And I've been promoted multiple times. Not because of me. Because the promotion comes from him. And because favor surrounds me. And because a faithful man abounds with blessing. Because as we're decreeing and declaring and using the word of God, he is faithful to perform his word. Amen. That's building a fortress. People will say, you know, that old, that old thing, sticks and sounds will break my mouth, but, angel ne- but words will never hurt me. It's so untrue, it's not even funny. That's right. It's not even funny. Words can do damage to somebody if they don't get divine healing on some things. Mm-hmm. Words that were said to them as a child will carry through until they go to, go to their grave. Yeah. And those things can affect a person without, even, without the person even knowing it. Yeah. But when someone has built a fortress, those words bounce right off of them. Right. And because of what I do, there are days when I have to purposely get off the phone and say, I forgive that person. I know it was an evil spirit. I forgive that person. I hold no odd against anyone. Amen. Now is the time to build the fortress before you to have no time to do it. That's right. It's late, and the fortress may not be as built as you would want it to be when things hit, But better late than never. Amen. Because there's a lot coming down the pike. And that fortress better be there because it's all coming to like a house of cards. cards. That house of cards is about to to fall over. That's right.
1: We've been warning people for a while. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: And I have, no, I have no understanding in the natural of how it's going to play out. I just know that I'm well in the secret place of the Most High. And I abide under the shadow yes. of the Almighty. And I say sure. of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. In him do I lean and rely on him. In him do I confidently trust. And then he will deliver me every right. single time. So I'm going to, we're going to unhook for now. Um, I really, I don't, I haven't, I haven't done this until recently, but this is really important. I ask any of you that are listening to please share this with people that you know. There are a lot of people who still do not know how to use the word of God the way it was intended. People who have never been taught how to pray, how to stand, how to, Stand against the enemy and win. You can win 100% of the time if you follow the spiritual walk. and they're all in the word of God. So I ask you to please share. And until next time, walk by faith, walk in boldness, walk in courage, and defeat the dark.